of Sticks and Stones. I am your host, Brent Elrod, coming to you from the cozy confines here on the patio at the No Shoes Bar and Grill, deep in the heart of the Republic of Texas. And I have a wonderful show lined up today. I am going to be pairing a Punch Diablo with Tula Barden 500 Single Malt Scotch. I think it's going to be a really great matchup. So right after this, we are going to pop the cork, cut the stick, and get to toasting. Now, the Punch Diablo, Punch began producing cigars back around 1840, so they're approaching the 200-year cigar-making mark. Uh, I think they know a little bit about what they're doing. Uh, this particular cigar is uh, a Nicaraguan. Uh, it is rolled at the Tabacalera. A.J. Fernandez, Cigars de Nicaragua. Uh, the filler is uh, Honduran and Nicaraguan. The binder is a USA Connecticut broadleaf. Broad and the wrapper is an Ecuadorian Sumatra Oscuro. This particular stick is five and a quarter by 54 on the ring gauge, so kind of a robusta, robusta, robusto extra. And it, the MSRP is around $8 a stick or so. Now, visually, this stick is a really dark brown. That comes from the Oscuro leaf. Um, let me get my good eyes on here. It has invisible seams, minimal veining, not a decent amount of tooth on it. And it is solidly packed with a firm feel, but it does have some give in it. So I think it's rolled just right. Now on the nose, I get uh, chocolate, leather, um, Kind of odd, but something along the lines of uh, maybe shelled sunflower seeds. Some uh, graham crackers and uh, kind of an earthy mustiness. Let's go ahead and give it a cut. Using my C-Car V-Cutter. A beautiful cut. Now on the cold draw, I, I do pick up a little more of that seediness off the nose. I get some cocoa and some cedar and kind of a little bit of uh, raisiny sweetness. That's a, that's a pretty good stick. All right, Tula Barden, 
500 sherry cask finish. Tula Barden actually began as a beer distillery back in oh, 1488 or so. Um, they were brewing beer, and around this time, King James IV of Scotland stopped by to purchase some beer from the local brewery as he was on his way to his coronation. I mean, really, who doesn't want to stop and get a roadie on the way to their coronation? I mean, I understand it, all right? Uh, and he was so impressed with the quality of the beer that he gave them a charter. And in 1503, he granted the charter, and they were officially brewing beer, I guess, in his name is how it goes, something like that, you know. Well, fast forward about 400 years, and in 1947, William Delma Evans converted the brewery into a distillery and started producing scotch, and Tula Barden single malt scotch is born. Wonderful. They are probably not very well known. I just kind of stumbled up on them uh, here a while back. I have done a review of their 12 year, and, and it was really good. Um, but this is a Highland Scotch, and you know, 1488, they have a very long and illustrious history. Now, for the 500 sherry finish, it is matured for an undisclosed period of time in first fill bourbon casks. Then it is transferred into 500 liter, that's where the name comes from, uh, Pedro Jimenez Sherry Butts for one year. So officially, this is a non-age statement scotch. Now it's 100% malted barley, 43% uh, ABV, so 86 proof. Let's glass up a little bit of it here. It has a just a beautiful, beautiful, deep copper, amber color to it. Uh, it's probably one of the, the best looking scotches I think I've ever seen. Uh, that is just a really beautiful color. It's got good legs to it, good cling on the glass, uh, on the nose. I get uh, some uh, fruit notes, like uh, green apples, pears, maybe a little bit of lemon zest in there. There's a, a very, very slight, faint maltiness, a little bit of sweetness, and there is, I guess, sort of a uh, kind of a tart, vinegary, uh, pungent aroma just very subtly kind of on the underneath and my guess is that this is probably part of the sherry cask aging uh, from you know it's wine all right now on the palate I 
I pick up uh, honey, malt, maybe a little bit of vanilla, and I do get uh, quite a bit of spice toward the, the back part of my tongue. And maybe just, uh, maybe just a hint of bitterness. Again, like with the in the nose, it's probably uh, part of the sherry cask aging. Now, let's go ahead and fire up our stick and see how these go together. I am using my Rocky Patel 5-Torch Envoy. It does a wonderful job lighting my sticks. I'm telling you, if you don't have one of these, you really need to. That has got a really, really good smoke production coming off of it. It really does produce quite a bit of smoke. Sorry, I'm adjusting my headphones so I can hear myself better. Just a really nice velvety smoke. Uh, I get like some floral notes. A little bit of vanilla, maybe something along the lines of uh, buttered toast. Um, I get some cedar in there. And there, there is kind of an initial blast of spice uh, in the beginning here. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just totally entranced by this smoke. It's wonderful. All right, I'm going to try these together. They are really going pretty good together. I'm a little, I'm a little sh shocked and dismayed. Um, actually by combining the smoke with the spirit, it, it seemed to open up the, uh, the sherry on the palate a little more. You got a little more, not like I was talking about earlier with a little bitterness, no, but like a nice, a really good wine. It's not bitter, it's not harsh, and that wasn't there before. And so this, this is really an intriguing uh, coming together here. So. I'm going to uh, burn this down to the halfway mark, and then I will come back and give you an update. Hey, stoners, I am back. Here at the half, this pairing is just chugging right along very smoothly. Uh, the stick has had some changes. Uh, it has uh, pulled back a bit and uh, offered in some notes of like maple syrup and caramel. The, uh, 
The Tula Barden 500 continu continues to pair very well with it. The, uh, the, the sweetness and, and kind of fruitiness uh, has really gone together well. Uh, the stick is burning. I mean, almost razor sharp burn line around this stick. I'm actually really impressed. I, I kind of thought that one of these might let me down, but so far they are doing very, very well. I am going to go ahead and burn this down to the uh, band, and then we will come back and give you my final thoughts. Hey, stoners, I am back. We are down to the band, and the glass is empty. This stick morphed again in, uh, in the final half with that spice uh, initially fading out, and in the beginning of the last half, it returned but in the form of like baking spice. Uh, and this coupled with the, the creamy, sweet fruitiness um, that was on the initial palate really paired very well. And the Tula Barden, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with it. Um, you know, it, it's, it is a budget scotch. The, this particular bottle was about uh, $40 a bottle. Um, I think I actually got it, uh, they were having a special on it at Specs, and I think I got it for like 33, but it was like 39 originally. Uh, and it is good. Uh, I think, personally, that the Tula Barden 12 year is better, but that's just my palate. You might try them both and really love the 500 over the 12 year. I think, uh, just from you know, my research on this particular offering, that it is the fact that it is a non-age statement. We, we only know for sure that it, it spends a year in a sherry cask. Other than that, we don't know how long it's, it's aged. Johnny Walker, Red Label, is only aged like three years. And there is a tremendous difference in Johnny Walker Red and Johnny Walker Green, which is a 15-year. Uh, I know that, you know, blends are different, but you kind of get my meaning. And, and I think that if this was aged longer, that it would probably make it even better than it already is. Uh, now the punch, I, I was very surprised with the punch. I, I could not be happier with the punch. Uh, you know, I, I had some, I guess, lower expectations uh, of it. So uh, it, it's gonna, when you first hear my my rating, realize that I didn't have really good uh, expectations for it to begin with, and it, it, it surpassed all of those. And I would give the punch uh, a, uh, I'd give it 85 matchsticks out of 100. Uh, it, is, it is a good stick, and it's very budget friendly at like eight bucks. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's, that's not a, uh, you know, if you're spending eight bucks on a stick, that's not too bad, you know? Um, I don't know, you know, the vanilla, the, uh, you know, the buttered toast, um, it didn't have any real banging sweetness until the last half where it got some maple syrup and, and some caramel, and, and I think that it actually ended up better on the last half than the first half. So maybe it was a, maybe it headed to a crescendo, let's say that. So I would give it 85 matchsticks out of 100. I would give the Tula Barden, I would give it an 80 whiskey stones out of 100. Like I said, it was good. And for the price point, that's pretty good. It is a single malt. 
Uh, I think the 12 years better, and I, I think it's only about maybe 10 bucks more or so. So, you know, but it is good, and I can see it appealing to uh, to a, a certain specific niche of Scotch drinker. So. I hope you've enjoyed this pairing uh, as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. Be sure to hit like, subscribe, share, notify. Definitely hit that share button. That's how I keep growing. Tell your friends. Tell them about this crazy dude on, on Instagram. Um, we have our new uh, Sticks and Stones store. Look for the link in the bio. Uh, we have a line of Sticks and Stones merchandise there, and we have stuff in there that is just my creation that has nothing to do with cigars or alcohol. So it can appeal to pretty much anybody. Uh, and prices start, you know, at very, very reasonable. So um, go to my LinkedIn or my link tree. You can uh, see all the different places that I am. You can go to uh, Patreon if you want to donate to the show. Uh, I really appreciate it. Keep helping me grow. And until we get to be together again, keep your sticks dry, your stones cold, and have a great day.